Uh, uh, just looking here. Uh, Dr. Paul Richardson. Chris Devin. Chris Devin. Sorry about that. I know <laughs> I this guy. I, I, have, I, I, I know right. Chris, I'm cheating on this Good. one. I have, I have met Chris before. I have met it. Chris Devin before. Uh, Chris, for those of you uh, who, do, who don't know you, tell us a little bit about your story. Sure. So it was back in uh, March of 2020. We were just entering into the pandemic, right? And I started having really bad headaches. And uh, not typically a headache guy, kind of blew them off. And it really got bad and connected with my primary care physician. And at the time, we couldn't go into the office, right? So we did a Zoom meeting and he diagnosed me with occipital neuralgia, which is a nerve condition caused by stress. And I thought, I'm not stressed, I don't think, but I got four kids, work is crazy. Yeah. We're in a pandemic. Yeah, There's four kids Maybe working crazy right there. Neuralgia. You know what? I think yeah. he, I think four he, kids. Yeah. Stress. He was on to something. But. And uh, long story short, it just progressed and got worse. And uh, it was probably early July. I started you know, slurring some speech. And I couldn't get in for a neurology part appointment until the end of July. So uh, what happened is I, I was, I was kind of forced. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go into the city, into the emergency room at Brigham and Women's, and that's where it kind of unraveled. They, um, they, they did an um, MRI on my body. They found a mass in the base of my skull, uh, and uh, through the next few days unraveled that I had multiple myeloma, and, uh, and just grateful that that's where it happened, right? Um, couldn't, couldn't have been a better spot to, to expose that. So between Dana-Farber... Brigham and Women's Hospital, I knew I was in the right spot for sure. Uh, how did you, because I'm curious about this, right. how do you go about talking about your condition with your kids? Great question. Uh, you know, just right from the get-go, my wife and I decided to be 100% transparent. I feel like growing up, uh, the C word was a death sentence, right? And I had grandparents that, that uh, died from it, and, and it was kind of a scary thing. And I feel like you know, um, treatment and research has come so far that it's just not that way anymore, right? And I want—I didn't want them to be scared of it. And we've been 100% transparent with them in communication. They have questions, we give them answers, and um, this is a, a hurdle we're going to jump as a family. And let's do this. You know, the ages again are so uh, I, I get three boys that are 16, 14, and 12, and a baby girl Audrey that is eight. The three older brothers for yeah, her. Oh, right. boy. <laughs> that is, that is and, he, and he said, oh, yeah. I got four kids of stress. And then you, every other year you got boys. And uh -huh. it's like, oh, boy. Uh -huh. they'll, they'll kill me for saying this, but she's the toughest of the bunch. I, do, I don't <laughs> doubt it. She kind of has to be. Absolutely. Whenever you're the youngest, isn't that the kind of standard operating you procedure have to be. in a way? Yeah. Now, right. multiple myeloma is typically in older people correct and right. so it had to be a bit of a surprise for almost everybody it was definitely a surprise and what was really interesting is there were a few days there like july 9th to the 13th of last year that i just remember lying in bed and there were teams of doctors coming around it was like seal team six <laughs> doctors and everybody was trying to figure out what was going on a because of my age and right. they, they thought it was multiple myeloma but they weren't 100 percent sure because they had never seen a case where it had started with a mass in the head. So between having the tumor and not, and I, I, I was younger than most myeloma patients, right. you know, they were trying to put it together and, and, uh, and that was really interesting to see how that happened. But like I said, just, you know, grateful that those teams um, were able to pull it together and, and Dr. Paul, Richardson, who's my doctor, you know, I feel like uh, I'm I'm teed up with the A team, like the, the all-star team, with 
the Dana Farber crew that I have. It's and awesome. And how is life now for you? Great. You know, we're, we're uh, living every day. I, I feel great most of the time. And I'm, I'm working and, uh, you know, back being more active for a while. I think last time I talked to you guys was a little bit of a grind because I couldn't yeah. be couldn't do physical activity. Right. He's a college hockey player, yeah. so he's used to used to playing. Oh, you know, used to being pretty active in, out there. Playing in Wiggies League. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, I'm not back on the ice yet, but no. I am working out and doing Peloton, some right? You, Pel- you, Peloton, right? You, Greg Hill. You guys are both. Right. Really, I'm sure you're doing a little bit better than Greg is. And my, this my guy. Yeah. The, this guy in Boston that won a few Super Bowls, he has his own method, the TB12 method. I've been working You're trying to do that with, with some TB12 stuff too. Okay, so good. It's worked out pretty good. Well, Chris, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it, and uh, good to hear everything is good. And four kids, God bless. Just on that alone, <laughs> there you go, man. Thank you very much for coming by. Thank you, yeah, guys, for having me. Again. Excellent stuff.